Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. Why, hello, 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 Internet, and welcome once again to Gaming Gumbo, your weekly gaming wrap-up brought to you by Ready Check Radio. It's Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for a show. We've got chat hanging by. We've got a lot of gaming stuff to talk about today. Of course, if you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon uh, Music, Audible, all of those options, we appreciate it. While you're there, give us a like, a subscribe, a follow, whatever it is. Throw a review up there. And if you like what we do here in this show and in all of our other shows, by all means, tell a friend. It's easy, it's fast, it's cheap, and it's a nice way to support us. Joining me to go over the gaming news today, Mr. Troy Blackburn, the noob fridge himself. What's up, sir? Mike, did you get your Steam Deck email this week? I knew you were going to start with that because you are having a lot of fun gloating over me. So Q3 emails started Thursday. Troy and I both have pre-ordered the $650 unit. They are doubling production per week now. Thursday was the first batch of emails for Q3. He got his... I. Did not get mine. They officially have my money, and I'm officially waiting to get it in my hands, baby. Yeah, so everything I've read, you should have it, like, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. Yeah, it should be. That would be incredible. Yeah, it should be. Because you you, you basically bought it as soon as you got the email, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, hopefully on Monday's batch of emails. So, I told my kids, there's some Monday or Thursday in the next three months that I will be happy. Take advantage of it. Uh, take advantage of it because the rest of the days unfortunately he might also be broke yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so what are you going to do with it like before we well hold on let's introduce yod i mean he is here so i mean no no I, i'm curious what, what, what is he going to do with it because i mean there are so many options with that thing resident artist here ready check radio yod What's up, everybody? Back on the panel no, after no, we no, all had a couple of weeks. Deck. Yeah, back to that Steam Deck. So, <laughs> like, what are you planning to do with it? Because I'm, I'm going to be honest, and, and Damina, my wife and I were talking about this, like, last year when they put the pre-orders up. Uh, you were a couple hours, just a mere couple hours ahead of me on the pre-order because I hesitated. I was like, what am I going to use this for? Like, this is super cool. I love consoles. I love gaming not only playing but collecting like i have consoles i legitimately have never played just because of the collecting value but i'm not really a huge handheld guy i have a nintendo switch i have a ds but i like didn't get every iteration of game boy i have a ps vita mainly for jrpgs that don't come out on anything else but there's very specific reasons like why i buy those handhelds and i was like oh yeah that'd be pretty cool to take my steam library on the go or, you know, boot up some other things because it doesn't have to be the Steam library, of course. But I don't, I don't think I really do it all that often to justify four hundred to six hundred and fifty dollars. And it was Demina who was like, "Yeah, you would just get in line. <laughs> you, you know, when it's your turn. If you don't want to buy it, then don't buy it. But get yourself in line." Did yeah. you look at the Steam Deck and go, "I know exactly what I'm using this for"? 
Yeah, pretty much. I already have a library in my uh, in Steam set aside for games that are specifically uh, that I know I'm going to play on this. And starting out, it's it's some things that uh, that you can play on mobile, but I'm not. For some reason, I've just never been a huge mobile guy. I can't really get into mobile games. So games that I could get on mobile, but I already own them on Steam because I've gotten them as part of some humble bundle or some other thing. So the Batman Telltale series, uh, Darkest Dungeon, uh, Arkham Horror, Mother's Embrace, stuff like that that I haven't gotten around to yet that would be really perfectly suited for the handheld experience like that is what I'm going to start off with. And then I've got some other things on my list uh, that I haven't finished, like Shadowrun Hong Kong. I never actually finished that, so I'm going to go back and replay that all the way through to the end. Damn. So I have decided... Yeah, I've, that, I've already got like, 22 yeah. games in this library already that are is literally labeled Steam Deck. <laughs> now, see, that's... Uh, I'm not. Mm. I'm not there, but... Uh, I know exactly what I'm going to use it for now. And uh, prior to the show today and after the show today, I've been you know messing with my Raspberry Pi and updating. It's been in a drawer for a little while, so I was updating it and messing around and you know trying to figure out how to work the damn controller in some menus again because some things are hidden, you know. And uh, right. and I was like, I know what I'm using my Steam Deck for. <laughs> I'm going to emulate the shit out of everything. <laughs> uh, of course, it will all be legal, 100% stuff. But, you know, I would never, mm. ever do anything illegal on my Steam Deck. That would illegal just On your brand new freeform PC. <laughs> that would, right. I would never, ever. Mm. Yep. Mm. But I was like, yeah, so let's take a look at this. And I'm like looking up stuff and I'm like, wow, okay, it's actually easier than doing it on your PC in a lot of cases. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh so yeah. Um yeah, I'm not I'm not doing a phone and a razor controller for that stuff. It's just, just no. Chat, you know, pointing out, yeah. yeah, of course I could do that stuff already. Um back ending some certain things. No. I'm not. I'm not doing it that way. I'm lazy. Come on, Razor has those neat little finger things that they're coming out with, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Finger gaming. The little finger condoms. <laughs> um, and yeah, obviously, I'm not going to use it for just that. But it was like, hmm, okay, yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. There are, I guess, a few games in my Steam library I would play on a smaller screen on a go, but. I'm just one of those guys. It's like when I boot up my Steam library, pretty much every game I'm going to play in there, I just want to be sitting at my PC, you know? Yeah, and you, you want this, the, the, yeah, the big speed experience. Yeah. And I know you'll be able to get the docks and all that stuff in the future, but there are some odd, 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 uh, odds and ends that I do want to do with it. So we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, I'll get my email Monday. Uh, gents, let's uh, get started with the actual news here today. The actual news. Yeah, so Biggie was Nintendo Direct, right? I mean, that mm -hmm. was the the past week we had the Nintendo Direct. We talked a, little, a lot about the Square Enix titles revealed on the Nintendo Direct over on uh, the Relic Grind on Thursday. So if you want to see our thoughts, in-depth thoughts from the Square Enix bunch or the Square Enix bunch, then by all means check out that show. It's on readycheckradio.com and on YouTube and all the audio sources. Now, we'll mention them in here, though, just to get you guys' take on them. Uh, and we'll obviously hit the things that we wouldn't have covered because they weren't Square Enix-related. So kind of in uh, no particular order here, Nier Automata, End of Yorha Edition, coming out for Switch October 6th. 
Uh, my brief thoughts on this, because I went in depth on the Thursday show, was kind of, oh, that wasn't on the Switch yet? <laughs> like, I don't... <laughs> You know, I know things are late to the Switch, but I was like, damn, that's really late to the Switch. Uh, and uh, that'll be October 6th, come with all the DLC, exclusive costumes to the Nintendo Switch version, and that game has sold over 6.5 million units now, uh, doing very well for itself. A pretty slow burn game to get there uh, because it was very word of mouth. I'm not picking it up for the Switch. I've already beaten the piss out of it on other platforms, so I'm going to let this one go. But seeing this and being more Switch guy, uh, Yod, is this something that you would you would pick up? No, I mean, Nier is also one of those games that I'd play on probably to my PC. Right. Because, you know, the pretty, pretty textures and all the stuff look better on the beast behind me than it would on a Switch. And once again, just like you, I was like, wait, what? It wasn't? Yeah. And then, <laughs> right. Is this a new game? Wait, wait, no, no. That's the game from before. <laughs> Obviously, by when the way. I, when ahead. I looked at that list, I was like, is this a new, like, near Automata, like like a one-off game or something? Right. That's I was like, I was oh, thinking. wait, no. This is, like, just the game re-released. You're okay. like, this can't okay, be the original. Skyrim Jr., let's go. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be the original. Now, I should be uh, noted here, like, Troy doesn't do a lot of console gaming in general, but... Uh, most of these items that we're going to be talking about are not exclusive to the Switch. I mean, this one is because it's already out on everything else. But uh, most of these are coming out on other consoles and on PC via Steam and Epic Game Store and stuff like that. So we will still chime in for Troy's opinion, even though in the context of the presentation, these were the Nintendo Switch versions, and Troy's probably not playing yeah, on the there. The question of whether or not I'm going to grab it for my Switch is easy to answer. Right, it's an easy-to-answer <laughs> question. Then we saw uh, Harvestella from Square Enix. Uh, kind of looked like a, a RPG with some Stardew Valley and some crafting and gathering kind of mixed in. Not for me, but I kind of looked at this and I was like, I don't know if this is for Yod, but I'm pretty sure this is for Yod's wife. <laughs> yeah, that, that was very interesting. As I, as I was watching it, I'm like, hey, wait. So you farm first and you build your community then you prevent death from happening from above. <laughs> That's right up her alley. <laughs> Absolutely. I was like, that is hers. That, that'll be in the odd household. <laughs> I don't know if you'd play it, but it'll be in the pretty. household. I mean, how, and also how you can't tell you're the main character. I don't know. You're farming with battle gear on. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Love the design work on it, though. It's, it's very beautiful. The, this is, whole genre isn't really me. So, but but is it is it one of you guys? Like, do you do the whole Stardew Valley crafting, gathering, maybe dungeon quest builders? You know that type of even Minecraft type stuff. A little bit of like Stardew Valley in games like that. Uh, I think this is probably a little too anime for my particular taste. This was a very square looking game. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's, it's totally to the wife. <laughs> Uh, Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 Royal are coming to Switch October 21st for that last one. I mean, this is definitely a welcome addition for many, many, many Switch players. It's just such great games, man. They're so good, so good. I know Torchwick has played through Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royal and just like... Mm -hmm constantly is all over them to the point where he's like now trying to pick up the older ones which are incredibly expensive 
for those of you that watched our stream from uh, Too Many Games this past week, we, that we did that on Saturday instead of Gaming Gumbo since we were at the con, Torchwick actually did spend 600 cash dollars on one PlayStation 1 game. One singular 600? game. 600? Yeah, of his own money. It's wow. the most expensive purchase he's ever made with his own money, and it was the original Persona. So, yeah. He's, I got a Switch for that. I mean, a Steam Deck for that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have it yet. I hope yours gets broken in shipping. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I, I'm just kidding. I'm going to send him a letter. It's like, if mine's tore up, you can just replace mine with Mike Burns. He said you can just ship it straight to my house. Go to order number 7755. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, good news for Persona fans on Switch and some of these older ones coming out in other ways. Uh, Atlas has actually been surveying users about some of their older titles and whether you'd want to see PC ports or full remakes and stuff like that. So it is, I think, an interesting time. If you're just getting into Persona, a lot of these older games are very hard to get or very expensive to get. I think just increasing the distribution platforms on these ones are, are always good. And seeing Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden go into that, the Switch library, that's a thumbs up from me. That's a thumbs up from me. Have you have you guys ever gotten into the series? I'm I'm probably like the most JRPG on here, followed closely by Yod. But are these? I have not. Yeah, I was gonna I, say, I unfortunately, that's few, out of my ballpark. So, I, I know a few cosplayers that are really into the series, though. Oh, it's a great it's a great series for cosplay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Takao never played any Persona games or the other related series. Yeah, the Shin Megami Tensei and and that's uh, those ones. Just never spoke to me, and I love me some turn-based RPGs. Metallica fan never played a Persona game, although 5 looks good and has tempted me to pick it up. If you like JRPGs at all, it is absolutely worth us taking it for a spin. Absolutely. Uh, then you yeah, got... Go ahead, Yad. Sorry. I think I did check out a few anime that were based off of it, though, and it did seem a little interesting, so I might check it out at some point in time. Mario and Rabbids getting another title. Sparks of Hope coming to the Switch on October 20th. October is just getting packed. Mm -hmm. October <laughs> is packed. Square Enix. going to be expensive. Yeah, it's going to be an expensive Halloween for, for will gamers. will it actually release in October or is it just <laughs> a date that they're placeholding and then they push it back to holiday? It is. You know, November, December. I mean, it is UB. So it is. I was going to say, if it was, you know, strictly Nintendo related, I would say, no, it's got a good chance of releasing. Yeah. But it is a, it is a Ubisoft yeah, game. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the trick thing. You got Yubi cramming October, and the rumor is their Skull and Bones game will come out in no yes. early November. Uh, yes. And the rumor is also that we'll get a full or a bigger reveal of that this coming week. Of course, we have mocked that on this show before, so we will absolutely bring that to you next week uh, if it does have a release uh, or does have a, a reveal of some type. Square Enix is slamming October and November with titles, not only ones we're talking about today, but we also have Forspoken in that window and, other, and Crisis Core coming out in the back half of the year. Uh, I mean, it's just absolutely full absolutely full uh, i actually really really like the mario and rabbits series uh and the like the tactical uh, rpg elements in it it's cute it it does 
it's definitely got to be your flavor, though. Like, if you aren't into the look and the silliness of the Rabbids, it's, I, I could understand it being a bit tedious. Uh, but I really, really enjoy the series, so I'm happy. I've to always wanted to one. play the. I've always wanted to play the tactical one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been interested in that one since, like, I think it was an E3 that we saw it for the first time or whatever. Yep. I was like, oh man, that like that way back that's when. Fun looking game, yeah, way back. Oh, when. it's a blast! It's an absolute blast. Absolute it does feel blast. like it's very interesting. I, I do wonder if, like, because it looks like you can kill the enemies before they even get a turn. Mm hmm. And. Is, is, good. I mean, good. Is that fair, though? Yes, it's absolutely fair. <laughs> but with with the uh, skull and bones thing, isn't November like their deadline? Like they have to release it there, or else they're paying everything back to Singapore. Ah, uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know if there was like an actual release date. It just that that they had to release it. Uh, I, I don't remember by I, this time. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember off the top of my head if there was actually a date, but they were contractually obliged to release yeah. a title from that studio. Yes, right. So we'll see. Way to go, mm -hmm. Ubisoft. Yeah. Uh, Live alive. If you haven't played that uh, back in the past, and you probably haven't because it was kind of region restricted back mm -hmm. in the day. Uh, that is coming out. It actually has a live demo up right now that you can play and you can migrate some of your, your progress if you want to. Um, I, I'm going to skip this one a lot because it's just not in the wheelhouse for my hosts. <laughs> but yeah. I'm recommending to you check it out if you haven't. I've seen, I've seen hype around it. I, I've already seen hype around it. So Yeah, I don't, you're, not, you're not really into like JRPGs, are you, Troy? No, not not typically. The JRPG and the anime stylings and stuff like that aren't usually something that attracts my attention. But Yad, they did uh, bring Capcom to the show. They did. They did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You noticed the uh, <laughs> uh huh, uh huh, shiny shirt. Yeah, uh -huh. Capcom came in with what? What was that? Their uh, Monster Hunter Rise expansion. Yeah, Sunbreak and their whole yeah. roadmap. Yeah, their oh. roadmap for. For the next year or so, which looks interesting. Are you gonna pick? Is this a is this a release date uh, pickup for you? Eh, Monster Hunter. I mean the the uh, the multiplayer one kind of made me eh, about Monster Hunter. I I know a few people that are really 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 into Monster Hunter. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll see how it does because uh, it, it's it almost feels like they're with the roadmap thing. They're doing a this game's gonna keep going type of situation. Yeah, or oh, yeah. I've already got oh. Destiny for that. <laughs> that's your live service? <laughs> yeah, that's my live service game. The, the game that never ends. I've got Destiny 2 and I've got Final Fantasy 14. You know, both of them, the games that never end. <laughs> the games that never end. Troy, picking up Monster Hunter? I won't be, but I'm going to hear a lot about it because I got two really good friends, B. Flawn and Jura, who are absolute freaks for Monster Hunter, and I will know all of the things that happen in the game so i might as well have played it <laughs> jump in their group jump in their group yeah the portal companion collection which had both portal games and local split screen and online uh co-op for portal 2 is already out interesting though troy on the back end of this there was some like half-life 2 files in there that people found and apparently have actually been able to reconstruct and be able to play <laughs> wow so half-life 3 confirmed is that yeah. what you're saying yeah oh yeah yeah i don't know did any did any of you guys see that yeah 
it's it's no, it it's using a it's already up and running using a uh, a mod thanks to the release of Portal on the platform. Wow. Yeah. Just uh, this is from Polygon. Just one day after the Portal Companion Collection was released on Nintendo Switch, modders have already worked out how to play Half Life Two on the system. The first of these videos comes from Twitter user Oatmeal Dome, who posted a clip of part of Half Life Two running on the system. The game is running on top of Switch's version of Portal One, and while it's playable, it's far from perfect and only runs a few levels and does crash from time to time. So I feel like maybe all the files weren't taken out of that one before they went ahead and shipped it. <laughs> oh, the, 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 yeah, nobody's going to find those. Yeah. Nobody yeah, ever right. glitches through walls into places they're not supposed to be. No way. Nobody's going to find face recognition software in (laughs) North American games. (laughs) Why why would you ever think anybody would find anything hidden in your game files? Diablo. (laughs) Looking at you, Diablo Immortal. Uh, We got some Minecraft Legends. Uh, Great. That's coming out next year. That's not just Switch. That's everywhere else. But And then we got to see this. A little bit of a, a snippet of <laughs> oh god sonic frontiers mm-hmm. now i don't know how to feel about sonic frontiers yet i am one of those people that's in the camp of i'm not sure i, I think i'm gonna watch a lot of reviews i think i'm gonna watch a lot of reviews first i like sonic I like the old school Sonic games. I love Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 back on the Dreamcast. And I know they were ported over on, uh, I think it was GameCube after that, but on the original Dreamcast. But obviously it has been a tough road for 3D Sonic since then, right? We have the infamous Sonic 06 and uh, yeah, it's been a rough road. And this is, Game Informer did a whole... Uh, package about Sonic Frontiers this week too. So if you're looking for more information, they have a little more on GameInformer.com where they got to have some hands-on time doing this kind of like open world stuff that you're seeing and then also more traditional levels inside like the the thing they're going to go inside here, whatever it's called. I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't know. Yeah, I mean there's it's pretty divisive right now for like really dumb reasons. Like people don't like the look of it. People don't like the look of uh, some of the boss fights that we have seen. And it, it, one of the videos they showed early on was really rough. Like was this video so much better because one of their earlier videos was pretty rough. But it, I, I'm more of a just a neutral right now. It's like I want it to be like Sonic Adventure. Um but it doesn't look like they're exactly going down that route, even though there is some like kind of open world-ish ex- exploration going on here. I'm always hopeful for the, the, the blue hedgehog, but it usually never pans out. I just, it always blows my mind. Um, you've, you've got one of the most iconic side-scrolling platform IPs of all time. Why are we not trying to generate a new, a, a, like a new renaissance, a new love? It's already kind of out there in the indie scene. Why are you not taking this and trying to make the new next big side-scrolling platform game? Well, hey, when that's so, what your franchise is known for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you bring up a great point, and he's just Dave uh, in chat. Just brings up the exact same thing, right? I remember when Sonic was all about collecting rings and fighting a mad scientist. This seems like too much for me. <laughs> yeah. 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 
that, that was my thoughts too. And and you have we have had those too. We have had like you know Sonic Colors get its remake, and you know a bunch of different side-scrolling Sonics uh, come out and get some love and some anniversary editions and some stuff like that too. Uh, and I'm a fan of both. You know, where Dave wants something a little more classic, I'm a fan of both. Fine, give me a classic one that's that's well done. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's me. I guess I would just much prefer my Sonic in a more classic form. <laughs> you're the one that when they put Mario in 3D, you were like, no, no, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> what the uh, the Mario 64 game where he goes into 3D? What's what's the name of that one? Is it just Mario 64? <laughs> yeah, it's I, literally would... just. Yeah, that's literally Mario 64. Um, yeah, that was not my favorite Mario. What's the game. name of that Super Mario 64 game? Uh, yep, the, the, not... the Super Mario on the 64. Yeah, yeah the is... Mario on the 64. I, I thought they did a good port for Mario 64 because it still, it still continued the spirit of Mario, which was stomping on mushrooms and throwing turtle shells. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I accept that that's widely considered a, a good game by a lot of people. Yeah, it just that just wasn't my Mario, man. Just not my Mario. I mean, that, well, that's see, okay. to Cal saying, you know, Zelda was top down. Uh, to be fair, Zelda was top down in the first game, and then in the second game was not. Like they didn't right. have the formula yet when they did yeah, Link. Right. Then they did go back and do, you know, Link to the Past, which was very top-down, and then some handheld ones, which were very top-down. And it was much and... more about the, the exploring and the adventure yeah. Zelda was than, than the, uh, like, a side-scrolling platformer is about the side-scrolling platforming. Right. Dave saying, I uh, will say I got my granddaughter Sonic Colors, and she was ecstatic. Not for me, but at least she was happy. It is a great game. Is Sonic Color. I love Sonic Colors. I, I'm going to stay neutral on this one. I'm going to give it a shot. It is not a day one. No Sonic game anymore is a day one pickup for me. It is always wait until a friend or trusted person doing reviews that you know, I, I just, unless I'm being paid to do the review for a site, uh, it is not a day one or provided a copy for those purposes. It's not a day one purchase for me. I am interested though. I am interested. I'm not one of the haters. I'm not one of the haters right away. Uh, blank which was a console exclusive little fawn and wolf cub that's coming out in 2023. And then we get to what I thought I would be very, very happy about very happy. And that would be the return to monkey Island. Now we're going to talk guys, just limit this to the game itself for a minute, because right, we are right. going to circle back later on a separate issue for uh, monkey Island, but the game itself, are you guys, do you, do you point and click <laughs> a little bit? I do, uh, I do indeed, and uh, actually, I'm I'm very I'm excited about the art style of the game. I think it looks fantastic. I think it looks super sexy. Um, I don't know that I really saw a lot of gameplay that made me go, "Oh yeah, this is like what I'm looking for." But uh, the the trailer itself, as far as the the look of the game and, and where it's supposed to be going from here, uh, I'm very I'm very excited to see uh, more. Yeah, I mean, I love the Monkey Island and uh, Guybrush Threepwood and uh, Adventures, and then you, uh, you know Sam and Max, and I mean, I'm man, I'm going back here and uh, Full Throttle and Maniac Mansion and like all of those, uh, absolutely love them, absolutely love them. I am uh, very happy to to see this again. A lot of people are pissed about the art style, Troy. So it's like interesting that Why? you're saying you like it. It, it, like is, it, it is very different from <laughs> Escape from Monkey Islands of the Past, where it was very 
yeah. almost hand-drawn animated look up. Yeah, I get it. This is more paper doll sort of looking. Right. Uh, I, I'm a fan of it, though. I like what I see. So It's an interesting twist on it, I think. And for a game called Monkey Island, I mean, <laughs> oh, the, I think the style works. I just hope the writings is good, right? That is like right. my yeah. my nostalgia point. You you can mess with the art style all you want because you know it, do whatever you want, update it, make it better looking, do a different style. I'm uh, fine. I'm all on board for that. But if it doesn't maintain like the same, just absolutely brilliant, funny writing, um. You know, we'll see. We'll see. That's where I'm a little scared for it. We're gonna re we're gonna circle back on Monkey Island. We're gonna circle back on Monkey Island. Uh, yes. Then we get to uh, Disney's Dreamlight Valley coming out on uh, September 6th for early access on the Switch. I don't know how you feel about this one, Troy. This is their whole like Sims in Disney free-to-play thing. <laughs> I will say... Free-to-play thing. Yeah, I will say that my my oldest son, who is like a Disney file, right? He's 21, absolutely. Like, he loves all the Disney trivia and stuff hidden in the parks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. He absolutely loves this. Like, exploring the kingdom and interacting with the characters and stuff like that. But I don't know. This one does... It's, I'm not into The Sims, period. Uh, so the style, the genre doesn't do it for me. Uh, Damina, I mean, this is absolutely something she's going to load up day one, 100%. So her and my son are going to have a blast with this, at least for a little while. But this one's not for me. Not for me. I could see me trying this. Really? Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a Disney fanatic myself, um, especially the more classical uh, animated movies, uh, Little Mermaid, Lion King, stuff like that. Um, and I like the Sims games, so I, I could see me maybe, depending on early reviews, uh, diving into this little guilty pleasure, little guilty pleasure with the Disney. <sighs> Just feeding the mouse, huh? Just yep. feed the mouse. Yep. Look, man, they are they star. They own Star Wars and Marvel. They already get all my money. <laughs> they got you. you. <laughs> <laughs> they mean, got you. I'm already, I'm already in. So. Uh, they get they get my nine ninety nine a month or whatever the heck it is for Disney Plus. So additionally, we saw Dragon Quest Treasures. You can talk more about or see what we talk more about that on the Relic Grind on Thursday. RPG Time: The Legend of Right coming out in August. Lorelai and the Laser Eyes will launch first for consoles on the Switch in twenty twenty three. So you have to wait till later on other platforms. The longest name in gaming, Doraemon Story of Seasons, Friends of the Great Kingdom, is coming to Switch later this year. And then, this will probably be an interesting one. I don't know if Torchwick saw this, uh, so if he's watching, he may, he may all of a sudden be pretty excited. Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection, coming out in two volumes with a total of 10 games across them, is coming out for the Nintendo Switch next year. Uh, this is like kind of their that more. Do you guys, do you guys even remember this series? Little, very little. I I, I don't remember it being that big because it wasn't a traditional Mega Man style thing. Because he looks different. the The NT version of Mega Man, you know, he he's not he he's not the uh, 
the classic Mega Man look. Right, right, right. Yeah, this is the Battle Network yeah. Uh, yeah. games. So this yeah. is not like the, the side-scrolling action. This is like the, right. the tactical, you know, yeah. almost like turn-based type stuff. Right. Um, so it wasn't that version, and it wasn't the... Uh, God, what's the other guy? That, the um, other guy. There was the, the fancier-looking Mega Man. I can't remember what his freaking name is. He looked like a Super Mega Man or whatever. <laughs> Talk about... But... Who are you talking Mega, about? Mega Man 64? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 64. No. <laughs> Anyways, me. yeah, this this version was... Um, I, I don't remember it being as big in my generation. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't. But I was, was going to really say, it was, it was the classic Nintendo Mega Mans for me. That was my Mega Man. Yeah, he's so old. He's so, I'm old. so old. You I are am. so old. Super Bomberman R two on the way. Fifteen player support. Pac Man World Repack, a remake of Pac Man World, August twenty sixth. People already pissed about that one because of missing, what now? yeah, missing Miss Pac Man. Remember? Yeah. Uh, rail grade, uh, rail system builder. Switch in the fall. Captain Velvet Meteor. Uh, and then this one was exclusive to the uh, no, I, <laughs> no, I don't think he means Mega Man X. And I, I think he, I think he, not, not Rush. Rush is the dog. Uh, Zero. I think he's talking about Zero. No, I, I, I was meaning Mega Man X. Oh, were you mean? Man, oh, okay, I thought yeah. you meant. I thought you meant Zero. My bad. No, no. Um, technically, in the whole Mega Man anime universe, Mega Man X is a different dude from actual Mega Man. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought you meant so, I thought you meant no, zero. No, no. My bad. Okay, uh, this was from the Japanese Nintendo Direct Mini, so this was not part of the main show. Uh, and this, I gotta say, I got excited about. Now, I should say, I'm not into like kaiju, right? My my mother is like absolutely Godzilla crazy. She freaking loves Godzilla. Always has. I'm not into the huge guy. Like they're they're mindless fun to me but i'm not gonna sit there and like i've never bought a godzilla game this is monster farm <laughs> okay monster farm if you want to be specific ultra kaiju monster farm and so we kind of have nods to ultraman and uh yod's gonna get more into that i know in just a second you know this you may know this franchise though in the in the West here, this is called Monster Rancher. This was Monster Rancher and oh, was on the PlayStation okay. One and mm -hmm. PlayStation Two. This is where you would farm your monsters, do little training things with them, raise them, breed them. One of the uh, early ones had that really badass feature, Troy. I don't know if you remember this. I I love Monster Rancher, where you could actually take a music CD and put it into your PlayStation and it would rip some info off of that and create a monster from, so you yep. you would just like be taking different music CDs that were laying around your house and seeing what monster they created in Monster Rancher and then yeah. raising them, breeding them, training them, and then taking them out to do fight. I could so, see that being cool back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. On the PlayStation you 1, you were like, what is this newfangled technology? <laughs> Right, you, you, you removed a disc, put a different one in, is, and it takes information. My Coldplay and, and then, CD has spawned a monster. And <laughs> even if it was like the same type of monster, sometimes the the uh, strengths and weaknesses would be different. Yeah, yeah. And different ones would have different types of monsters. Yep. And then you can combine the monsters and make 
new special mode. I loved Monster Rancher. I'm all about this. Now, here's the problem. We're probably not going to see it in the West. This is probably, probably going to be a Japan-only thing. I know, all, is, I mean, Ultraman is getting a little bit of a resurgence here in the West right yes. now, but I don't know if it's going to be enough for them to bring this one across, Yod. Uh, the, the other problem is also the rights, I think. Because, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right now the, the Ultraman that's being released is the animated 3D one off of Netflix, and it's a lot more of just Ultraman. Yeah. What we're dealing with here is the monsters that Ultraman fought back in the yep. old live action days. And I don't know if the same company in the US owns the rights to those as opposed to what's being released now. So that could be an issue, but it looks like a fun fun ass game. I loved Monster Rancher. If it mm -hmm. if this comes west, it is a day one buy for me because it has been so long. Since mm -hmm. I've seen a Monster Rancher game. Troy, Troy keeps looking over at the B-roll like he's like, I have never seen this in my life. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I, usually pretty into kaiju, but I don't know about this one. Oh, these, these are classic Ultraman oh, monsters. Classic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Monster but Rancher they, 1 and 2 were on mm -hmm. the PlayStation. 3 and 4 and Evo, I think, was PlayStation 2. 3 and 4 were definitely. I can't remember Evo. And then that was like... It had some handheld stuff, uh, and then Monster Rancher 1 and 2 were brought over for the Switch, but that's been, like, over in the West since, since Evo. Like, mm -hmm. we ha the only other ones we had were handheld ones, nothing yeah. on nothing on consoles. I, I had a pixie in Monster Rancher 2 that could one-shot anything, but she was <laughs> one day away from dying. <laughs> so I had to freeze her. If there was a big battle, bring her out, Fight the battle and refeed freezer really quick. <laughs> I'm gonna get every bit out of this monster I can, because I don't know where the hell that Britney Spears CD is anymore. <laughs> oh no, it, it was one that I raised because you you have you know you you get the monster and you as you raise them through through battles and training and stuff like that, yeah. their stats go up. Yeah. So I, I raised her to the point where she had like max. Um, attack or te telekinetic or whatever so she could one shot something but it, it, she she had been on the ranch for so long that one more day on the ranch and that was it <laughs> yeah uh to Kyle, they they had lifespans you would put mm -hmm. them out the pasture you would only use certain ones for breeding at a certain point like you were constantly it wasn't pokemon go catch the monster and it's in your collection no right i mean it could be in your collection you could train it and i mean it could it could get messed up enough in a fight that it didn't survive yeah yeah like, they definitely had lifespans yeah ones yeah, yeah, yeah. lifespans yeah 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 uh gaming all went to crap when they started putting games on cds <laughs> i mean that might be a little much that might yeah. be a little much <laughs> Troy's like, once they took away my Commodore 64 cassette tapes. Bro, <laughs> my, my freaking Apple II GS, big floppy disks where I played Jeopardy. Man. Hey, I, I still have those four VIC-20 cartridges. Hey, my Commodore 64 is upstairs. It, it still works. It still works. I, I don't know where the VIC-20 itself is, but I found those four cartridges. Nice. Nice. Oh, you never found? Yeah, because you sent me pictures yeah, I, of it. Yeah, and I never found the VIC-20 itself, but those cartridges are there. And I think they still work. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some oddball stuff.
Now this is uh, normally this is where we get to like the miscellaneous news, right? Just uh, I'm gonna call today's segment. You have got to be kidding me, because everything I've put in this segment kind of just sparks a "you have got to be kidding me" response. I totally agree. <laughs> Uh, I told you we were going to come back to Monkey Island, and that is Returning one of the. But let's talk about God of War first. So, God of yes. War, Ragnarok, we're yes. still waiting for a reveal. We're still waiting for a release date. There were rumors and quote unquote leaks that. We were going to get a release date at the end of uh, this this past week here, and but it was a rumor. Yeah, I mean they were all rumors. It was just all rumor yeah. stuff. Like we didn't know, and but when people were pissed when June thirtieth came and went, and there was no release date. So what do you do? What do you do, Troy? Your favorite game? You 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 think you're going to get a release date scheduled and told to you on June thirtieth? June thirtieth comes and goes. You don't have a release date. You're angry. What do you do, Troy? Time for death threats, baby. <sighs> God's sakes. Uh, For God's sakes. Rude, threatening emails, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what we're supposed to do. <sighs> the heck has this world come to? It, it, it also got a little more bizarre. Because among all those threats and complaints and stuff like that, Ragnarok's developers actually started receiving dick pics in their inboxes asking for the release date. Because I don't know... <laughs> Is there anything that you would just, like, cough up the information to somebody if they were like, here's a dick pic? <laughs> I, I, Do you I think, think you broke Tarkov. Uh, of course, they were, they were sending this to, to female employees there, right? Uh, and... <laughs> Like, do you think any woman there was like, oh, that's impressive. Yeah, it comes out November 30th. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah absolutely. Let me just, right. whoa, should... I'm impressed. December 8th it is. Yeah, yeah. come this, on. This, this is exactly what I needed to see to, to let you know what date it's releasing. People are disgusting. <sighs> Human beings are disgusting. Corey Barlog, the producer of the game, actually, who kind of didn't help things initially with like the rumor stuff, but that's a separate issue, has nothing right. to do with this portion, came onto his own Twitter and said, are you, uh, retweeting one of the staffs saying, sending me dick pics is not going to make me send you the release date. Uh, he retweeted it saying, are you fucking kidding me with this now? They're busting this ass to their asses to make something for you to enjoy. Show some fucking respect. And I apologize for the language. I'm quoting Barlog uh, from Twitter there. Uh, and then let's go back to our return from Monkey Island, as if the gaming community or just people on the internet at large, <laughs> right, weren't just the most awful people on the planet. Uh, we have Ron Gilbert, the director of Monkey Island saying, I'm shutting down comments. People are just being mean. I'm having to delete personal attack comments. It's an amazing game that we're making, and everyone on the team is proud of it. Play it or don't play it, but don't ruin it for everyone else. I won't be posting any more about the game. The joy of sharing has been driven from me. So some mm. sharing different development and screenshots and ex excitement about certain aspects of Return to Monkey Island, and then just getting lambasted, like all over the your personal attacks and stuff on their Twitter, to the point of, you know what? Uh, this isn't even fun to share anymore. <laughs> Something I'm yeah. working on, I'm excited for you to see and, and get your hands on if you're a fan. 
you just you sucked the the life right out of me, Troy. Right out of me. And th- and that was one of the things I like. I personally was excited to see more from. And and now thanks to the wonderful wonderful world that is the internet, uh, that won't be happening anymore. Yeah, it's, it's a shame because like development and progress stuff is is always good to see on games you're excited about. Yeah, yeah. When you're excited about a game, there's nothing more fun than getting a. A little update here and there, other than juicy, release day. Juicy screenshot. And, yeah, some yeah. boss in a counter you wasn't expecting. Like there's, some Or especially cool something characters. like this that is a return to something that does have a high nostalgia factor. Seeing a screenshot of a character from way back when in a new way is going to be in the game. You're just like, that's I didn't know they, if they were going to bring him or not, or if they were going to bring her or not, and boom, that's awesome. Yeah. <sighs> Huge potential for nostalgia bombs that we could have had. We shall see. We shall see. No. It has been ruined. Yeah, so, okay, Tickhouse says, the devs don't get to make games they want. They make games the paying fans want, and if the paying fans hate the art style, you change the art style. It is one thing, I mean, we saw that with the Sonic movie, right? It is one thing to have backlash over this is the wrong way to go with a game, whether it's the art style, systems, whatever. You Mm. can do that in a way that is not just absolutely berating and personally attacking people. That's the portion. You want to not like the art style and they're not willing to change it? Fine, don't buy it. Right. You know, exactly. like Gilbert says, play it or don't. You know what? Fine. And if they, not enough people buy it, guess what? They're not going to get to make another one. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, the, the supply and demand. But I, I don't need to personally attack the artist to say, hey, I'm not yeah, a fan I, of their art style say you know it's and, not and, my thing and here's or... the thing that's not always true anyway look at Zelda Wind Waker mm-hmm. when that was revealed there was huge backlash against that art style still sold bajillions still sold bajillions well yeah it's Zelda yeah <laughs> constructive criticism yeah you're, you're right Baron Construct- yeah, there, there is a way to constructively criticize Yes. That, that's that, that's what I was gonna say. If you don't like the art style, say you don't like the art style. If you know people, say no, 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 you no. Don't say, like the art style. say okay. Chat's just making me mad now. Saying that they changed Sonic because people were assholes online is totally not accurate. No, yeah, saying that, that they different. changed the style because the overwhelming criticism of it totally accurate. They didn't look at the people sending death threats and go, "We better change this because we're getting death threats." They looked at the larger picture and said, "Hey, even the ones not sending us death threats that are just giving us constructive criticism, they're still all saying the same things." Yeah. We got to okay, we yeah. got to make a change. His his eyes are too small. Yeah, okay, we, we get that. That was okay, the yeah. teeth. That his, was the weird. Teeth, yeah, his teeth look teeth. so jacked up. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll, we'll change that. The teeth. So, yeah, there there's a way to do it where you can say Okay, this doesn't look right. This doesn't look like it represents the character correctly. I'm not even saying that everybody has to be like all kumbaya nice about it either. You want to take to your Twitter and go, that art style fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. You know, fine. Now you send a threat at somebody. Now now you're in the wrong. You're absolutely in the wrong. You're absolutely in the wrong. You're absolutely in the wrong. Uh, EA, speaking of social media, went ahead and screwed themselves up a little (laughs) bit this week. You don't say... They tweeted uh, a uh, play on the popular meme right now. There are 10 but, which I was actually playing with my kids while we were at a restaurant. My, my daughter was like, hey, let's play. Okay, fine. There are 10, but they have an obsession with minions. And I was like, there are, there's still a 10. 
I was like, what do you want me to say? Right. There's still a 10. I love the minions. Minions are funny as fuck. Yep. So Electronic Arts tweeted out they're a 10, but they only like playing single-player games, which, of course, for a company with EA's pedigree and uh, its backlash over the years at stopping making single-player games, and I'm sure you could tell exactly how well this tweet went over, guys. Yeah. You know you know what? It sounds dirty to say this, um, but I'm going to have to side with EA a little bit on this one. It was oh, a joke, really? and we get it. We know that's how they feel about it. They would rather produce multiplayer games that are uh, live services. Uh, but get a sense of humor. We've lost all sense of humor uh, at this point. Like it, it was a joke. Just it was a play on a meme. For for crying out loud, can we just move on? Why why is this such a big deal? We all because know EA hates single player games. Why are we surprised every time they say it? Okay, so I do have to say, though, I do like uh, Zach Mumbuck's response. That's uh, He produced Dead Space 2, Dante's Infernal, at Visceral, a a studio closed by EA, right? Mm -hmm. His tweet was, this is the company that shut down my studio and laid off approximately 100 great developers because we were making a single-player game. Also... If you break game rating scores down to a 10-point scale, most EA games are a solid 6 or 7. Not because the developers are bad, but because EA the corporation forces them to rush games out. This is the best sentence ever. EA corporate leadership wouldn't know what a 10 looks like in terms of video games. (laughs) I was like, all right, that's good. That's a good reply. That's good stuff. That's a good reply. That's how you reply, though. That's how you reply. I think if any other game company made that joke, it would have been fine. But for the fact that of the perspective of EA... Yeah, a company that's actually shut down single-player studios because they've held the belief that single-player games just don't have a market anymore. Publicly, they've they've said so over the the X years ago. They're starting to turn that around now. uh, Granted, you know, full credit where due. But... A but, Jedi yeah, Fallen Order had an awful lot to do with that, too. It, it's a little too soon for them to be making <laughs> he such just, jokes. He's just too soon, EA. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, too soon, EA. Too soon, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> hey, uh, Nintendo is gonna ease, uh, in, has increased its security following a leak. I don't know if you guys remember this. So, like, two years ago, uh, Nintendo uh, had a, what they called GigaLeak, right? I, if you remember yep. that. It was a lot of... Uh, old prototype versions of classic Nintendo games, a bunch of old assets, unreleased games, stuff for the GameCube, the DS, the 64, even the 64 Double D add-on, the Wii. I mean, all kinds of assets and stuff got leaked. Uh, And people have been using it to open up things in different ROMs and create a bunch of other different stuff. Now, anyway, fast forward... They were asked about that on their call, their like shareholders call recently. Uh, and they said, hey, the PC and mobile games market in China is large, but dedicated game consoles together with Tencent. We want to popularize them. We're working with experts on information leaks. We have also introduced information security management. So <laughs> hopefully we won't see another giga leak. But uh, I put this on the what the fuck list because this was two years ago <laughs> yes and didn't they basically not acknowledge it like yeah. at all when yeah. it happened yeah 
Yep. Yeah, I, I had to go go back and relook at when this article was released. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Just to make sure I didn't link something old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, here, here's a translation for you, by the way. There's too much money to be made in China for us to worry about a few little leaks even of our own games. Uh, right, right. <laughs> like we're gonna we're gonna more than make that money back that that uh, a potential leak could have cost us, or even another one in the future. It's China. We're gonna make some dollars. Xenoblade Chronicles Three, a game I am very excited about. I love the first two. Can't wait for the third one. Uh, there was a special edition that was being sold for eighty nine ninety nine. Came with a steel book, art or a steel case, uh, art book, stuff like that. Of course, uh, the website. Nintendo's website uh, had some issues, and then, uh, yeah, a lot of people weren't able to get it. So, immediately, you could find this thing on eBay. Of course. Immediately, because of how hard it was to get. And, uh, yeah, 250 to $300. <laughs> scalpers putting it up for 300 bucks oh. already. Oh, scalpers. <sighs> Yeah. Kidding me? You're kidding yeah. me? I mean, it is what happens when you can only get it in one single location. Yeah. That apparently only recently beefed up their security. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you guys remember that game Thirteen? Not really, but okay. No. <laughs> Two thousand three game. They did a remake of it uh, in twenty twenty. But the remake yeah. was absolutely abysmal. It so, was. as a way of saying we're sorry, they're gonna remake it again. the The remake is getting a remake. <laughs> remake the remake. Yeah. I yeah. mean, l looking at those frames, it, it looked like someone forgot to hit the final render button. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, originally developed by Play Magic, the PS4, Xbox One, and PC remake shipped in 2020 with numerous bugs, according to Video Game Chronicle. Uh, and changes to the game's iconic cel-shaded art, with which fans weren't happy with. It was the second worst reviewed title of 2020. They apologized for the state of the game in November of 2020. Said they were going to fix it. Uh, they they really couldn't. Uh, but now they're going to. The development studio reworked the entire game from the art direction to the AI and added numerous technical improvements. Set to release September 13th, 2022. Hey. And remake reborn art can work. The problem was, and I was watching the little video that was part of the article you linked. At a distance, it looked okay, but the moment you the character passed a branch or whatever, everything became pixelated. Well, see, that's usually that's what usually women say about me, you know, <laughs> from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> from a distance, yeah, I, I get that too, you know. <laughs> from a distance. Right, from a distance, it's we a look pretty fine. Good, he's a pretty good-looking guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. if but, you but back off 20 feet and cross your eyes, yeah. he's... Yeah. But, but the moment we start getting closer, we get all pixelated, and it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Bill 96 passed in Quebec, and uh, game companies are a little worried about this one, that it might make it harder for them to attract talent, Troy, because... Bill 96 is a bill aimed at preserving uh, Quebec French, or uh, the language, as the primary language, uh, which means government systems and services will be done in French. Uh, now, 
sites that are websites and government services that are running in English right now will still be able to for about the next six months or so. But why are game companies concerned about this? Well, the bill changing things so that you basically have to be able to speak French uh, to utilize services in Quebec means that if they recruit people to their game studios based in Quebec, then they need to be able to speak French. Um, and they've already been recruiting over the years, and it, it's never been a big deal. Like, people would say, hey, do I have to learn French to work here? And they no, it's fine. You're, you're fine. Because most video game development is kind of like aviation, right? The universal language is English uh, for, for stuff like that, in most cases. Yeah, in most and they cases. said the ones who needed to learn would actually learn English because most of the game right. development is, is done in right. English. Yep. Right. And now they're going to completely, those who have who neither French nor English was their first language, already learned a language, now they're going to have to reacclimate to a, a third language at least uh, for some of these folks that they've ne probably never even had to deal with before, even though living there, they've never had to worry about it because they could get away with the English that's not even going to be supported on government sites anymore. Yeah. Which is a major issue. This was the most American-sounding headline I've ever heard <laughs> come out of Canada, by the way. Right? Like, we're making a law that this is our official language, and that was such a big deal here in the States for such a long time. English is the official language of the country. It should be made a law. And and, and now it's going to affect people negatively, and the government's going to quit supporting English on their on their sites and stuff. That was It was just the most American-sounding thing I've heard come out of Canada in a long time. Well, and it is just Quebec, too. Like, it's not yeah. even, like, a nationwide thing. I mean, Quebec's been, like, doing their own thing for decades now, right? Yeah, you talk of secession have. and breaking off and separating from Canada and stuff like that. There, It's just kind of, like, legislatively, there are Texas, right? They're just, yes. like, yes. at any they, given they point, very, yeah. <laughs> at any given point, they could threaten to be their own country. It's just like, all right. And most of the rest of the country will go, sure. Okay. Yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, m most Texans I know always think that it's going to be tomorrow when they're their own country anyway. So. <laughs> like, just do, okay, you can be your own country, but we're going to invade Friday. Um, <laughs> uh, last thing before we go to our games of the week here. I got a picture for you, gentlemen. We have yeah. seen it out in the wild. Here it is. That is the PlayStation VR 2 out in the wild headset looking pretty damn similar to the psvr1 obviously very different hand grips why because there weren't hand controllers for the playstation vr you had to use the ps move controllers yes, with the, the camera in front of you so you actually had to have other pieces or buy the big bundled piece thing so it looks very like oculus quest 2 the hand grips they're very it, it very does. similar it does. I, I do wonder if like it looks like it's got these wrist things yeah when you hold on to it and i wonder if the wrist things actually track any motion at all we'll see or if they're just there we shall see let's head over and do yeah. games of the week For those of you new here, give us a like, give us a follow. Thanks so much for being here. I hope you'll be here for other shows as well. Game of the Week is the way we end every episode of Gaming Gumbo. It's where all three of the hosts recommend a game to you. It could be a video game, mobile game, board game, card game, whatever the hell we're playing, have played, want to play, and think you should play too. And then in the comments on YouTube and over on readycheckradio.com, you let us know who gave the best recommendation that given week. We're going to go to Troy first.
rec- I recommend um, getting your email for your Steam Deck this week. That is not a that game. Way. You cannot recommend that. You cannot recommend. Uh, I'm gonna that. go with uh, I'm gonna go with Guild Wars Two this week. Uh, I know I usually do a tabletop game, but Guild Wars Two. I've been hot and heavy into Guild Wars Two lately. Uh, it seems to have really found its stride with this roadmap. Now there was a balance patch this past week, and not everybody's happy with that balance patch. Uh, but they're already going to be addressing that. They've already addressed it once. There's going to be more um updates coming to that in the next week and then some again in the beginning of august but uh overall with the roadmap and the end of dragons expansion guild uh, Guild wars 2 has been in a really good place now and it it really feels like they're headed into uh, a better place than they've ever been Uh, so i've been really excited to play it and really been into it and it's really grabbed me this time so guild wars 2 is my recommendation for this week interesting interesting Mm. I'm going to give it to Lunar Silver Star Story Complete for the PlayStation 1. As I said, today has been a bit of a retro day for me, messing around with the Raspberry Pi and getting everything up and running again just to have some good times and start uh, construction on an arcade machine, which maybe we'll do videos of as we're building. Maybe we'll stream uh, Havoc and I building it and putting vinyls on and getting Yad to do the art and all that. Well, maybe. We'll consider it. Uh, so I'm going to recommend Lunar Silver Star Story Complete. It's what I was messing around with this afternoon first. And I don't know what I'm going to mess around with after the show here, but that'll be my recommendation. What do you got, Yon? Well, since I haven't been on in two weeks, um, and I just got the ability to play it again recently, it was the, or play it for the first time, uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Oh, it's fun. It's fun, yes, isn't it? it is so much fun. Oh, I haven't got to that yet. Yeah, it's, oh, yes. it's it worth it. It's so good. It's, it's worth it. It's kind of retro, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. If you like Turtles in Time, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a no-brainer. Uh, yep. Programming note, by the way, we will have the show next week as normal, but we will not have one on the 16th. So uh, show is normal next week. Everybody will be off on the 16th. So next week will either be me, Yad, and Zista, or me, Troy, and Zista. I'm not sure who yet. doesn't matter. Uh, okay. But the fifth, the sixteenth, everybody will have off. So uh, okay. we'll see you as normal next week. Chat, don't go anywhere. Right after the show, Torchwick's going to be going live. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I can't complain. It's the graduate. It's the graduate, mm-hmm. and you got your moving date for RIT in August. He's already like, all right, which consoles am I taking up there with me? Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't. I can't take them all. There's just not enough room. No, there won't be enough room in those dorm rooms. So what are you playing today? Uh, we're going to get back in Chrono Trigger, and I've completely forgotten what we're doing except the fact that Chrono died. So, <laughs> well, Spoiler, I guess. Hey, if you spoiler. haven't been watching my streams, that's that's on you. Why are you watching this show but not my stream? Huh? Spoiler. Chat, we'll go live with Torchwick. Just give us a minute or you two after, after we're done. We'll go dark. We'll relabel everything, and Torchwick will come back up. We will, of course, be back with our Final Fantasy trading card game stream as scheduled always on Mondays, 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll be right back here Thursday with the Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy 14 Square Enix show, and then back here next Saturday with another episode of Gaming Gumbo. Until next time, where can everybody find you, Yod? Uh, Yod works on Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that works on Facebook and right here on Gaming Gumbo. Troy. Check me out on Twitter at NoobFridge. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio so you'll know every time we go live with one of our podcasts, streams, or our other volunteer streamers. Until next time, stay safe. See you on the servers. Yeah.